Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, three and out podcast little Pro Bowl edition. We're diving deep into the Pro Bowl, the rotations, who's going to play, who's going to win. I'm just kidding. We're actually not going to mention the Pro Bowl today. I didn't know the Pro Bowl was going on until I saw today on social media a clip of Debo, someone throwing a bunch of footballs at him to sign. <laughs> there was like 17 footballs all hitting him in the in his body, in his head, because he couldn't hold on to all the footballs. But we're going to talk actual NFL uh, Jim Harbaugh, pretty crazy story. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings did not offer him the job. Is that a mistake? Uh, Tom Brady did not mention the New England Patriots in his retirement. I, I, ha- I have some thoughts there. The Brian Flores, the tanking, uh, some thoughts on that whole situation. The Bears head coach is not calling defensive plays. I got that one red flagged. And then we'll just kind of fire around some other stories. Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. I'm going to push that to the weekend. So just, just going to be a pod just on some football stuff. We're going to use, cause usually Stucky goes on the weekend. I'm just going to do like a 20 minute mailbag just for the weekend. So, uh, that's what we're going to do this week. We'll see if we do that moving forward. Just messing with some things. Great part about the internet, uh, and being a techie. I, I'm, I'm a classic techie that doesn't really even know that much tech. You can kind of do whatever you want, figure it out as you go, and we're just we're messing around. We're trying some different things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Uh, and I know people love the mailbag. I love the mailbag, so we'll just we'll just put it on the weekend uh, and have a little weekend content. If you're going for a walk, uh, you know, you're taking your kid for a drive, you're playing a little golf, going for a run. Who knows? I, I don't know what the hell you guys do on the weekend. Hell, I don't even know what I do on the weekend. But that's the plan for this week. And uh, fire me your DMs or fire me your questions in the DMs at John Middlecoff and get your question answered on the pot. Okay, let's dive into the big news of, I guess it would have been Wednesday night. And I'll be honest, I I was pretty confident, and I think I'd been saying for a while, that Jim Harbaugh was going to be the next coach of the Vegas Raiders. Uh, I, I thought it made a lot of sense. And then I was told by, you know, there's been, me and the Raiders haven't seen all eye to eye, but I, I got a few birdies, you know, on the inside. And I got, someone told me probably three weeks ago, not that I didn't believe him, but, and I actually thought it made sense, but I didn't really take it into account. I was told that Mark Davis, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, uh, his experience with John Gruden for whatever that three and a half years, a little less than that, Gruden was bigger than the team. And Gruden clearly was a bigger star than he wasn't even good at coaching football. I mean, he was, when you thought the Vegas Raiders, you thought John Gruden. He was much bigger than any player. 
He was on national campaign ads, Corona, Skechers. He was bigger than their brand. Mark Davis didn't like it. It's also one thing when you're winning big. It's another thing when you're not winning, right? And Gruden wasn't sniffing the playoffs. Who knows if they would have even made the playoffs this year if Gruden hadn't been fired. I, I don't think that's any uh, by any means a lock. So he had said that he thought no chance that Jim Harbaugh was going to be the next head coach of the Raiders because his brand was bigger than, than like Mark wanted. He just wanted kind of a normal coach. Now he ended up hiring Josh McDaniels, who's relatively famous, but nowhere in the Gruden-Harbaugh camp. But then when Jim Harbaugh, like this rumbling of him with Minnesota, I'm like, well, this guy's going to interview on signing day. Now, signing day, when I worked at Fresno State, signing day was literally yesterday. There was one signing day. There was no transfer portal. Things have clearly changed. The majority of the big boys, their classes are set three, you know, whatever, 60 days ago or whenever the early signing day is. And the transfer portal is ever going. So yesterday, Jim skipping out on signing day, not as important. And I actually saw Coward say within the last couple weeks, very good point. And I think anyone with a brain is thinking of this, though I didn't think of this. And I consider myself having a brain until I heard Colin say this, but it is true. Interviewing in the NFL is good for recruiting. What does every recruit that comes to Michigan want to do? Hell, when I was at Fresno State, every guy we recruited thought they were going to the league. So Jim Harbaugh, who is an NFL guy, who's sniffing back around the NFL, if I'm a running back, if I'm a defensive end, if I'm a wide receiver, and Jim sits down at my house, I'm thinking league when I look at Jim Harbaugh. But one thing happened yesterday is they did not offer Jim Harbaugh the job. Bruce Feldman, reputable reporter, you know, basically wrote that in The Athletic. And I think it's a major mistake because here's what Jim Harbaugh, he's got his flaws. He can be difficult. He clearly is a little quirky and I consider him a rare bird. You know, I don't know if I could handle working for him on a daily basis. I don't think most people listening could. He's, he's out there, but he's a great football coach and he has consistently won every single place he's been. And when you look at Minnesota, I think it's fair to assume that Aaron Rodgers will not be on the Green Bay Packers next year. So if Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Green Bay Packers, the Bears, who we will get into a little bit later, I think are kind of in shambles. And the Lions just kind of stink. I, and I, I was actually impressed with Dan Campbell this year. They got a long way to go. Minnesota Vikings would be a 100% lock, assuming Rodgers would leave, to win that division. Well, they went with Kevin O'Connell, who Quessy their general manager, who, whose resume reads unlike any general manager in the history of the NFL, genius from the Ivy League. When he worked at the 49ers, Kevin O'Connell was there for a year. So they have a working relationship. They know each other personally. And the other thing that Kevin O'Connell presents to the Vikings is he comes from the McVay tree, probably an easy guy to work with, where Jim would not have been with an easy guy to work with. Here's the other thing. And I think teams are making a mistake with this. And I think you saw it this hiring cycle with Uberflus, now with O'Connell. They want, and sometimes it works, right? We saw last year with Sirianni, who most people thought was going to be a disaster. Turns out he was a really good coach. As a general manager, I don't care how smart you are. This is not baseball and this is not basketball. You do not dictate the terms come the games. You have nothing to do with the strategy. Unless you're Casario, who, you know, learned from Belichick and just understands that. Most general managers do not. They understand the salary cap. They understand players. 
but they do not understand game planning on a weekly basis at the NFL level. So you are very, very dependent on your coach, one, to run the show for six months once the season starts and coach the team. So this Kevin O'Connell, very good looking guy. I'm sure he's a really good coach and has a chance to be, but it's extremely risky. It really is. And the amount of these young guys that are going to consistently keep hitting, to me, is it's going to run out. It's going to slow down. And I just wonder if these guys went the easier route, definitely the cheaper route, where if they hired Jim Harbaugh, who would have been tougher, it definitely would have been more difficult for the general manager. But I do think as a GM, whether your life's easy or not, if you are going to the playoffs every year, who gives a shit, right? We'll get into Brian Flores a little bit later and the Patriot guys. Their guys, beside Bill O'Brien, are very, very difficult and none of them won. So they all, like, no one wants to deal with them, right? And Harbaugh was clearly difficult to deal with in San Francisco with Balky and the front office, but they went to three straight NFC Championship games. Now, I'm not saying the Vikings are going to go to three straight NFC Championship games. I, I do not. They would have a long way to go. But if Jim Harbaugh were to show up with Vic Fangio, I promise you this, you're winning double-digit games. You're in the playoffs this year with Cousins, with Justin Jefferson, but they chose to go another route. And listen, everyone loves these sexy, young, good-looking, skinny guys. You know, I, I just like coaches that have proven they can win. And you know where I stand on age. To me, age is irrelevant. It, it does not matter to me. how old There are a lot of 58-year-old coaches, which Harbaugh are, I wouldn't touch with a 100-foot pole. But then there are guys like Jim Harbaugh whose resume speaks for itself. And I, I just think they went the easy route and they went the cheap route, and it, it's a risk. When the opportunity in that division is going to be wide open if the kid from Chico is traded away. Because the moment he leaves, the Packers' reign is over. You you can put that in snow. And I think even Packer fans listening would acknowledge that it would be it could be a disaster. We know the Lions are a disaster, and the Bears got major issues. Another big story this week. Tom Brady. Uh, kid from Sarah High School turned out to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. Many consider, including his former coach, Bill Belichick, the greatest player of all time, announced his retirement. And I've said this before, and it's just, you know, not a lot of things stick in this brain, but I'll never forget. It's kind of funny because I remember reading his book. I think I was, I might have been in the NFL. Maybe I was working at Fresno State, Coward's book, and now uh, I work with him. It's kind of cool. But he had this quote that I'll never forget that holding a grudge is like chain-smoking hate. And that resonated with me because I don't function well when I'm mad, when I'm angry, when I'm trying to really prove people wrong. One thing I've found personally, and we're all different, is I excel when I just focus on doing the best possible whatever I'm doing. When I focus on just success for myself, for my family, for people rooting for me. Not in spite of other people. And I'm, I've been fired a couple times. So it's not saying that I'm human. You know, I wanted to succeed as an FU to those people. But I, I found that I'm not as productive when those thoughts are flying through my head. But we're not all the same. Tom Brady, I, hell, in my backyard, Draymond Green is a player a lot like Tom Brady that thrives on anger. That thrives on knowing every single name of every single player that was drafted ahead of him including two guys that were on the Warriors, Harrison Barnes and Festus Azili. But Tom Brady, clearly a huge part of his brand, a huge part of like his inspirational story, 
falling in the draft, getting passed on by all these people. The Kind of like Aaron Rodgers, the 49ers, his hometown team, did not draft him. Even though, as I've said, I think on the last podcast or maybe two podcasts ago, it makes sense. Bill Walsh likes athletic quarterbacks. He does not like quarterbacks who were, you know, slow-footed like Tom. It wasn't a great scheme fit. Wasn't what he, he liked Jeff Garcia. You know, he, he would not have liked Tom Brady types. But that's how Tom Brady is just kind of driven. And, you know, it's, I was telling a, a lady friend the other day, she's like, what do you what do you read? I'm like, you know, thinking about it, I, I feel like I've read like four uh, Patriot books in the last couple of years. Now, read, I use read loosely, audiobook guy. Uh, but the the Wickersham Patriot book is just, I can't recommend it enough. It is uh, better to be feared. It's fantastic. I, it really is. I'm still in. I just got to the part where he, uh, the tuck rule game. But it is, it's it's awesome. The Patriot content, I can't get enough of. You write a book on the Patriots, I'll consume it. Because Belichick, Kraft, mainly Tom. But Tom is driven by being slighted. People thinking that he couldn't do it. And it's been at really kind of every turn. And he kind of gets off on that. And the Patriots, and you listen, you can say that Kraft wanted him to stay. Kraft, while he owns the team, allows Bill Belichick to do whatever he wants. Make every decision. And it's been very lucrative and successful for their organization. But that still represents like what he believes. And ultimately, Tom knew that Bill did not want him on the team anymore. And while it definitely worked out for the Buccaneers, I understand where Belichick was coming from. Though he was wrong. Tom was 43 years old. Or maybe he was 42 when they allowed him to be a free agent. But then his 43 season and his 44 season. Most general managers in the history of the NFL would have, you know, think like that. That they were good. They tried to get rid of players a year too early before a year too late. Now, does Tom, should he fall into a different category? Of course. But the guy Belichick basically based his entire organizational philosophy off of Bill Walsh was trying to replace Joe Montana in 1987. Montana went on to win multiple Super Bowls after they acquired Steve Young. Also recommend that uh, documentary on Peacock. Fantastic. (laughs) But Walsh was looking to get rid of Montana. Now, granted, he was injured eight years into his career. It's, It's crazy looking back, but that's just the nature of kind of the sport. Now, they were wrong. Not every decision is correct, but Tom knows that. So when Tom releases 17 pages saying thank you to Jason Light, his good buddy, the Buccaneer fans, the trainers, the, the popcorn dude at the Tampa Stadium, the, the, the owners, everybody. I mean, it was crazy. I'm, I'm swiping through. Like, when's he going to give a shout out to Bill Belichick? When's he going to say Josh McDaniels? Thanks for everything. When's he going to say, hey, Robert? Thanks for being a great, you know, second father in my life. And he never did. It's kind of Tom. Like, that's kind of who he is. You know, it's, you don't become the greatest competitor who is wired and driven by these slights and then all of a sudden forget them. Now, it doesn't mean that over time, because listen, time heals everything. And something that a relationship as powerful as theirs, you know, he'll, I'm sure, get his jersey retired next year. Tom, will, they'll probably erect a statue of Tom Brady next year. Tom will be there at the 50-yard line at halftime. It'll be the highest ticket in the history of uh, regular season Patriot games. It'll be badass. It'll be awesome. But it's still relatively like the Buccaneers. Think about this, too. When Tom Brady hit free agency, he wanted to go to like the 49ers. Like the 49ers was a team that he was very interested in. 
They told him no. They said, no, we are going to stick with James Garoppolo. So it wasn't just the Patriots. It was the ultimate. The Buccaneers were one of truly the only teams that wanted Tom Brady. Hell, if you remember correctly, the Tennessee Titans extended Ryan Tannehill. Now, maybe they knew that Tom wasn't that interested, but it was kind of clear like Tom was interested in going to Tennessee. Who wasn't? I saw the story that's kind of going viral about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, is interested in going to the Titans because he's building a big-ass house in Frank- Franklin. Guess what? A lot of people are interested in going to Nashville in that area. It's one of the best areas in America. No state income taxes. If I had Aaron Rodgers' money, I would build a mansion there too. So just because Aaron Rodgers is building a mansion in Tennessee doesn't mean he's going to go. A lot of people like moving there, right? It's 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 lucrative. It's awesome. It's relaxing. Uh, but here's the thing with the Titans. Now that they signed Ryan Tannehill to that big extension, I, I checked the other day, his dead cap in 2000, this, this upcoming fall, is like $57 million. So they're stuck with him. But Tom, like, Tom wasn't just slighted by the Patriots. He was kind of slighted by everyone. So ultimately, like, did he spurn the past? Was it a little bit of an FU? Yeah, that's kind of Tom. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't hug and make up a little bit later. And Belichick released a, you know, a, a very eloquent statement calling him the best player ever when he's been pretty open about he thought LT was the best player ever. So I thought that was pretty cool. But they'll be fine. We, we saw they played this year and Belichick and Tom talked behind closed doors. Here's the other thing. I, I, I do think just the optics of stuff for public is just so fake this day, these day and age. Like th- these guys all talk on the phone. These, these guys all text. And, and I know we make, and I'm in, I'm included. I'm guilty. Make such a big deal about, you know, what's posted. Who really cares? You know, who really does every, it'll all be forgotten. The moment that, uh, that Tom Brady is, you know, his number is retired next season. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet five bucks and win 280 in cash on either team to win. But you gotta use the promo code Colin when registering. That's right, you'll get winnings in cold hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. You'll love FanDuel Sportsbook. Also, by the way, FanDuel Sportsbook now live in Louisiana. Tons of Super Bowl props. Same game parlays are great. Combine small bets for bigger wins. Again, don't miss your chance. Five bucks into 280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Promo code Collins, C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, Brian Flores, obviously a massive, massive story this week. And obviously, you know, I would say right now the biggest story is, is this going to lead to Steven Ross and now Hugh Jackson got involved, people paying for their coach to tank. And there's obviously a little racial issue, which I'll get into here in a second, in terms of like, you know, the sham interview we had. But in terms of the $100,000 to tank, I've stated over and over that I think I hate tanking. I despise tanking. I grew up, like many people my age, 
in the 90s with Michael Jordan, the NBA was as big as baseball and as big as basketball. Tanking has ruined the product. I tried to watch a non-warrior game within the last couple weeks. I couldn't make it through five minutes. If the entertainment doesn't give a shit, why would the consumer turn up, change the channel? I, I, I do not watch the NBA anymore. The effort is abysmal because so many teams are just looking for the draft. That is a terrible way to run your entertainment product. And, and the numbers speak for itself. The NBA ratings have been cut in half over the last six, seven years because of effort. We can talk about China, politics. If you just watch a random game against two random teams, the product has never been worse. And I think it all starts with tanking because nobody tries. The regular se- If the regular season doesn't mean a lot to the people in it, how is it going to mean a lot to us? I think baseball has battled this too. For the most part, football has not dealt with tanking. Because really in football, every, every player is somewhat on a year-to-year contract and coaches would never try to lose. Now, the story that uh, Stephen Ross offered Flores $100,000 to lose. I've said before, and I've stated on this podcast, that losing three of their last five games for the Miami Dolphins, Flores' first year, is the most moronic thing I've ever seen. Like I said, I'm anti-tanking. Unless you're 3-11 and with two games to go. And that's what the Miami Dolphins were. While simultaneously, this kid named Joe Burrow looked like an absolute flat-out superstar. It went from tank for Tua, which they literally did. The Miami Dolphins blew up their entire organization to lose games. And it worked. And it worked. They got to the end. They were 3-11. and They were playing a Cincinnati Bengals team who, I don't know, ended up with the number one pick, now has Joe Burrow and is in the Super Bowl. They won that game in overtime. And then they proceeded to win the next game against the New England Patriots. And they drafted fifth. And then, as we've stated many times, they picked the wrong player. And it is one of the biggest franchise-altering decisions in the history of the organization. And I put myself in the GM or the coach's shoes, or I mean the owner's shoes. If, listen, I don't blame Flores for not taking the $100,000 per game. Because let's face it, Joe Burrow worth a lot more than hundred grand. And Flores is making six, seven million dollars in year you you one of your contract. So even if you are uneasy with doing something that probably illegal, even though I'm sure you could pay him with I don't know. I mean it's clearly illegal, be a felony or whatever. I get it. I, I get it. I'm not trying to act like I'm some badass. I'm for sure taking that money. Cause it's not if I'm making seven million dollars, why am I risking one just going to jail if this were to ever get out when I don't even need that hundred grand doesn't mean that much to me, right? relative, especially if he started coming to me at the end of the season. But if I had a football brain and I saw we need a quarterback, what does winning any of these games mean? Because they ultimately, they beat the Bengals week 16 in overtime. They beat them in overtime. Think about that. That is insanity. Like, it failed. I mean, it just, it was a disastrous decision. And then the other thing about him, the story about them being in like the marina, and Steven Ross wanted him to talk to Tom Brady, and Flores ran away. Like, I got news for you. Like, at the highest level, hell, in any business, anyone listening to this, you got to push the envelope a little bit. If you don't stay in the fast lane and you hang out in the slow lane, you're getting lapped. Everyone in pro sports, these aren't legal laws. These are arbitrary, built-in bylaws of your league. Everyone is talking to people that they shouldn't be. 
So if he wants you to talk to Tom Brady, I don't think that's that crazy. Taking 100 grand, I get it. Joe Burrow's worth a lot more than 100 grand. But winning those games, I could see where the GM and the owner could never look at them the same. Because then they made a random decision, right? Because it was on them, the coach and the owner, to pick the right quarterback, and they picked the wrong guy. And it's altered the decision of the organization, which is in shambles. They have a below-average quarterback when they could have had Joe Burrow, who literally has the Bengals in the championship, and Justin Herbert, who, because of his coach, goes for it every fourth down, didn't make the playoffs, despite him being a top-five quarterback in the league. And in terms of the sham interview that he had with the Giants, I don't think that's arguable. It clearly was a sham interview. Now, when you read the the Patriot uh, or the text messages that he had with Bill Belichick, he's from New York. Like he said, it would be a dream job for him to be the New York Giants. So after he gets fired, which I'm sure he thinks was unfairly done because he had won 19 games in the last two years. That's the thing about Flores. He won games. Didn't make the playoffs, but he won games with a below average quarterback because he's a good defensive coach and their defense was really good. And their offense kind of sucked because their quarterback has a pea shooter arm. But he he thinks the Giants, here's the thing. I, I can just put myself in the situation. When I was in the NFL, I got fired after the draft. I knew I was getting fired in mid-February. That's when the combine used to be. Now they've moved it back to March. I knew I was getting fired. I knew the guy replacing me a couple weeks later. So these situations, and I said, oh, I've said on this podcast, John Mara, the owner of the Giants, I've been told by reliable people weeks ago, wanted them to talk to Brian Flores. And remember, if you've listened to me for a while, I, I had said, John Mara should let his gentleman, you cannot hire Joe Shane and not allow him to hire his own general manager. And ultimately, that's what he did. But I think the entire league, and it's why the the media is very disingenuous on this, knew that Brian Dayball was going to be the next head coach of the Giants. Why? Because that's what Joe Shane wanted to bring. So yes, it was a sham interview. We all knew it. Now, maybe Flores' emotions were running high, and I know it would check off the Rooney rule because now you have to interview two outside minority candidates. But... Like I, I, I don't think how I don't see how that's that shocking. The, the the general manager was literally hired to bring in his own guy. When you're interviewed for being a general manager, I've never been interviewed, but I would imagine that the owner asks you who's going to be your head coach. Who do you think he told the Mars was going to be his head coach? My guess would be Brian Dable. Why Bill Belichick knew that the situation was going. Didn't we all know? Didn't we all know? The only question when Flores was interviewing, we were like, I wonder if Mara is going to force Flores on him. Because at least Flores has a track record. He's won. And I I, I get why he's mad. And listen, I I, I get the two best position coaches I've ever been around in my entire life by far, Deuce Staley, Tim Skipper. And they get get passed over for jobs all the time. I think it's insane. Hell, I just see Kevin O'Connell. Again, I don't know the guy. Might be really good. But you see some of these guys. I completely understand the anger uh, that a guy like Brian Flores has. I mean, I've seen it with my own friends in the business. Deuce Staley is a fucking superstar coach. Tim Skipper now is the assistant head coach for the uh, Fresno State Bulldogs. Like, the guy should be a coordinator at minimum in the Power Five. He should be a head coach. Same, I mean, same with Deuce. How's Deuce Staley not getting any of these interviews? It's bullshit. But to me, the Flores part about not getting the interview... Like, or, or other people knowing before the interview, like, yeah, welcome to the NFL. Doesn't that happen in all these pro sports? I mean, we all know, we talk about it. The media talks about it. I don't see how it's that shocking. Now, is anything legally going to happen? Time will tell. I, I think the biggest, by far, obviously, the biggest headline is the $100,000. 
Now, does he have the evidence? Hugh Jackson got involved saying that Jimmy Haslam was going to do the same thing. The media is talking like they're going to get kicked out of being owners. Uh, the media says a lot of crazy things. I, I would doubt that. But time will tell. You know, Like I said, $100,000 is not enough for Joe Burrow. But, you know, Joe Burrow to the what Joe Burrow would have been worth for them if they would have fixed the tanking and done it correctly. The Dolphins would have been in playoffs last two years. That's just a fact. I mean, he's that. I guess last year he got injured, but this year he took the Bengals, the fucking Bengals, to the Super Bowl. Another story that I saw is Matt Uberflus. Uh, Uberflus is, uh, you know, a name. I, I had never really heard of him. I know I bet Cowboy fans I'm sure have that he had been an assistant coach for you guys with Jason Garrett, and then he got hired when Josh McDaniels had taken the job. And that was the first I'd heard of him because when Josh McDaniels bounces and then you know uh, goes back to the Patriots, it was like, well, they're just stuck with their defensive coordinator, this guy named Uberflus. And I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. And they kept him. They kept him. And he was a defensive coordinator the last several years with Frank Reich, and he's been good. The, the Colts' defense has been really good. Really, the Colts' problem has been quarterback play, right? Especially this year. Their defense has been awesome. And I say it all the time, when a guy like that, who's never been a head coach in the NFL, gets hired to be a head coach, and then they ask him, are you going to be the coordinator? And he goes, no. Bro, I'm not hiring you to be Bezos or Warren Buffett. You are literally getting hired because of what you just did with the Colts. That's why you got hired. To be a good defensive coach. In what world do you think I don't want you calling defense anymore? Now, as we've seen, and listen, the owners in this league and the team presidents in this league, the overwhelming majority of them, as Belichick said in the book, don't know a football from a fucking golf ball. So these people have no clue. That's why Jimmy Sexton preys on these ADs in college. It's why all the top agents in the pros now are preying on these owners. Most of these guys are clueless. And listen, I think the Bears and the McCaskey family, nice people. I don't think they have any clue what they're doing. Absolutely none. So Bill Polian, who they allowed to run the show, who, listen, is a Hall of Fame football guy. He's like 90 fucking years old. So to allow him to basically just handpick your people, to me, seems a little crazy. And then to hire this guy and allow him to say, yeah, I'm not going to call plays, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not hiring you to be a CEO. If I wanted a CEO, I'd hire some older NFL coach who'd been a head coach several times. Wouldn't that's what you would do? If you wanted a guy to just run your operation and not call plays, wouldn't you just go find a Ron Rivera, a Marvin Lewis, uh, even a Jim Caldwell type that wouldn't call plays? Just be like, hey, you don't have to call plays. Just run the organization. Wouldn't that be the move? If you were hiring a first-time head coach, 99% of them are coming from being coordinators. Don't you want them to keep being coordinators? Isn't that what they do well? If you're like, hey, Middlecoff, we want, we want to go into business with you. What can you bring to the table? Well, I mean, I could sell, I could talk. Like, then it's like, well, no, we don't want you to talk, we want you to code. It's like, well, I mean, I, I can figure out coding. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it really doesn't. I, I can't wrap my head around these coaches that consistently get these jobs. Robert Sala did it last year. And I like Robert Saul a lot, but I, I, I couldn't, I still don't understand for the life of me. And then their defense is atrocious. It's like, Robert, I hired you the best, one of the best defensive coordinators the last several years. And then all of a sudden you just become, 
just kick it in your office? I, I, I don't get it. And the Bears, from Ryan Poles, who again, I've heard really good things about, coming out and talking shit about the division like they're going to run it, to me seems a little crazy. And then their head coach claiming that he's not going to call plays is even crazier. I understand the bravado. Like, hell, who am I to say? Maybe if I was in that, uh, in front of that mic, I might just blurt that out. Talk talk your shit, you know? Listen, I think it's stupid, but, you know, emotions get running. You start feeling yourself. You're just a GM. I, understandable. I don't understand, because clearly you thought this out. Like, yeah, I'm not going to call plays. Unless the ownership asks you to not call plays, which would be moronic. Uh, I just think it's stupid. Let's just fire around some quick NFL stories. Jalen Hurts had ankle surgery. Uh, you know, maybe you could justify, because I didn't think he was playing that well at the end of the season. Definitely throwing the not throwing the ball that well. Pretty crazy that he was able to run that well with the messed up ankle. Uh, something to keep an eye on if you're Philly. Like, I, there's not really any quarterbacks available unless they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, if Russell Wilson's not going to be on the market, you know, th- that would be the first guy they would want. But if he's not available... And I do wonder if the Eagles would be in the Deshaun sweepstakes. I would never say never, but it'll be fascinating. I mean, we, we eventually need some of this stuff to play out. We know that the court systems just operate on their own time. Uh, Rodgers would never go to Philly. It makes no sense. So they, I, I think there's a decent chance that Jalen's just their quarterback next year, and maybe they can justify in their own head that he was just banged up, injured, and he'll be more suited moving forward. Uh, the Washington Commanders, I would have just kept football team. It happens in the Premier League in soccer. Just call it the Washington football team. I, I thought the, uh, you know, the uh, the uniforms look good once they transition from Redskins to football team. To me, the commanders, like, it's kind of trying too hard. And part of it is it's very, very hard to come up with a name, right? It, it, it just is. Because a lot of names just have been taken. A lot of names that are new, our natural reaction is going to be, that's weird. I think football team worked. Now, Maybe the NFL was really pushing them to add a name. I don't know. I, I I just command. Not that I hate Commanders, but I would again. I would have just gone with football team. Joe Brady went from hot shot, can't miss offensive coordinator to two years later being a position coach. It shows you this hype train. And and I listen. You know, we got a big audience here. I can be a part of it. But for the most part, you know, I I just hype up people I know. I never hype up people I don't know just because the media hypes them up. And most of the media, when they hype up these general manager and coaching candidates, uh, are doing so because they know the agent. That's where they get fed. And listen, Joe Brady, you know, the offense at LSU was incredible. Well, it turns out they had Joe fucking Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, and the Chiefs starting running back. So could you and I have ran that offense and they still gone, you know, won 12 games? Probably. But he ran a hype train, and there were rumors like, was he truly calling the plays? Was the older coach calling the plays? And the media hype train took him to another level, and it made him the most... He went from being a quality control coach to three years later making $2 million. And by a year and a half, Matt Rule, who, listen, might not be good either, ran his ass out of town. And now he's a quarterback coach. It just shows you, man. It's why I get back to Ryan Poles, right? When you When you make these bold statements whether it's in football, in any industry, you can go from the penthouse to the outhouse faster than you even blink. The best part about America, you can go back from the outhouse up to the penthouse quickly as well. But like we all get humbled in whatever we do with the quickness. And Joe Brady's a good example of that. A guy that was turning down coordinator jobs 
worth seven figures. The guy was making $2 million a year. Now he's a position coach. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. 
all proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Uh, Robert Sala, I, I like it when young coaches do this, and I also think it's kind of dumb. Makai Becton, who was the high draft pick, who's like 6'6", 350 pounds, and moves like a linebacker. Missed a bunch of games this year, the Jets' left tackle, who Joe Douglas drafted before Sala got there. Missed a bunch of games this year with an injury. Uh, Robert Sala, I, th- I don't know where he said this, I just saw the headline that he stated that he's going to have to earn his job back this fall. And you know, like I, I, I do think that every once in a while stuff like that matters. When you're a top 10 pick and you're a left tackle, like no one's better than him. Like now maybe you're trying to like uh, psychologically, you know, play, you know, inspire him a little bit, which I understand. But deep down his paycheck, he knows where he's drafted. Like you ain't benching him. You ain't finding better. That is not happening. So the, the statement sounds really sweet. It doesn't really matter. Like he's your starting left tackle. Uh, because if he's not, then like Joe Douglas is on the hot seat. Uh, Brett Veach said that they will franchise Orlando Brown. Uh, we'll see on that one. Uh, I haven't I haven't talked to Veach about it. Uh, but I, you know, is is Orlando Brown the type guy that you want to build around at left tackle? You know, they did give up a second round pick for him. Remember, they did that swap where they gave up a first round, but then they switched second round pick, so it it turned out to be like worth pick fifty five. I'm not saying it was a mistake because they were desperate. They had to get a left tackle. They didn't have a choice. But are, are they paying this guy $20 million a year? I, I think that's up in the air. Uh, Spielman to the Jags. A lot of rumors flying around on the interweb that Trent Baalke wants to hire a powerful assistant GM so he can be more active on the field. Coaching guys. Something he notoriously did with San Francisco. Get on the field, hands-on. Coach guy's technique, even though he's a GM. That's very bizarre. That should not happen. Uh, the bulky Jag situation is a complete dumpster fire. Complete dumpster fire. Like, are they going to hire a coach? Are they just going to hire a coach? When do you think? June? July? Have a training camp. Just hire your staff. See how it goes. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Um... I really do. And some of the scuttlebutt out there, I, I actually saw that word in an article, the scuttlebutt, that Doug Peterson will probably be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which, you know, makes a little sense because I, I do think having been around Doug and knowing Doug a little bit, he's pretty easygoing. Uh, and if anyone can work with Balky, you kind of need to have his personality. And he's also proven that he can coach and he can call offensive plays. I mean, he was dialing him up against the Patriots for a Super Bowl, right? So you kind of get the best of both worlds for Balky. You get to kind of keep your juice, but you also get like he Balky once hired Jim Tom Sula. I mean, it was they they were one of the worst coach teams I've ever seen in my entire life. So you can't do that. This is and sometimes I think that's that hasn't necessarily happened. It kind of did. I mean, the the Giants hired Joe Judge. So sometimes when you hire these coaches that have no business being head coaches, you get yourself fired. So at least if you hire Doug Peterson, you've seen him work with quarterbacks before. He's he's a quarterback at his core, right? He's He played in the league. Uh, he came up. He's been around Michael Vick, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. 
Like he's actually been around a lot. Nick Foles, a lot of different players. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense for experience and also for Balky just, you know, keep him in a safe place. That's his job. That everyone, I mean, all the reports are basically like, if I'm going to work for the Jags, Balky has to be out. And I wonder if Doug, who just wants to be a head coach again, be like, yeah, I'll work with Trent. Uh, because not many coaching candidates, definitely with his resume, would say that. And the Senior Bowl is going on this weekend. Uh, I, I've been there a couple times. It's a big scouting event because you it's not as much. You get definitely get to see these guys on the field, right? Especially guys if you're from like North Dakota State or Fresno State, you get to be on the field with a guy from Alabama. guy from Alabama gets to be on a field against Washington State. And you can kind of match up. And just because you're from Alabama or Georgia doesn't mean... I mean, for the most part, it doesn't mean you're better. But, you know, individual players, some players at other schools are better, and you just kind of get a feel for their athletic ability compared on the field. I'll, I'll never Two guys that really jumped out to me when I think Senior Bowl, Lane Johnson and Aaron Donald. They went to the Senior Bowl their respective years, and it was like, holy moly. And, you know, obviously Aaron Donald, at six feet tall, was drafted, whatever, 13th has become a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players we've ever seen, and Lane Johnson ended up going fourth. So you can go to the Senior Bowl and really, really rise your stock. It's a great time to work. The other thing, though, that's key is they stay at these hotels, and every night the GM and the coaches and some of their executives interview these kids. And that's a big deal, you know, because, you know, obviously if a guy, let's just use Kenny Pickett, for example, the quarterback, from and most of the quarterbacks, well, I wouldn't say most. It's it changes year to year. Are usually high character, good guys. I know Kenny Pickett talking to people in the league, high character guy. There's not much to ask him about off the field, but some of these guys have been in trouble, right? Arrested, suspended, or just have question marks around their program, right? And you get to speak to them about those questions, and that's a powerful thing when you look eye to eye with a guy. And I think one thing that's you know these zooms. Zoom has become a big part of the draft process the last couple of years. That would be scary, man. Think talking to someone that you're going to draft, especially in the first couple of rounds, and your only reaction interaction is up with Zoom. And this year, unlike last year, the scouts weren't allowed in the programs. Like they weren't allowed to go to the schools. So this is a really, really big event. Obviously, the combine is the biggest, just because of there's just all the underclassmen are there, uh, and the underclassmen the last several years make up the majority of the first round. And the first round is where, I mean, wherever you're investing most of your money is where you care about the most, even though GMs and coaches care about the middle rounds too, but just getting a chance to talk to guys and anyone that you have question marks on, whether that be injury questions, whether that be character questions, whether that be football questions. Sometimes the staff might go, this this guy's just not a very bright football player. Well, get him on the board. Talk to him about football. Pull up some tape. Ask him questions. See what his, action, his answers are. Could just be pretty basic stuff. Like, why'd you do this? Why'd you uh, break this off at five yards and not seven? Isn't that what you were supposed to do in your offense? And hell, you could just make it up on the spot and see how he'll interact, react. So th- this is a, uh, the draft, I-, I think Jim Nagy, maybe this started with Phil Savage, but th- th- on the uh, on their lanyard, the writing is the draft starts at the Senior Bowl, or the, the draft starts at Mobile. I, I like that branding, because it's true. This is truly, I mean, the draft starts all fall, when, you know, the college directors, the scouts, even the GMs are watching college players. But it truly, like, once the executives get to meet the guys, that's when it starts. Once the head coaches gets to talk to the kids, that's when it starts. 
Because for the most part, if the coach hates the kid, you know, you're not going to force the guy on the player if he's a high round pick, right? And vice versa. So it's it's a time when you start kind of working through initial, I wouldn't say draft boards, but just initial draft discussions just surrounding the talent with the person. Because ultimately, it's a person, people business, right? You are drafting a human being. So you better get to know that guy. I've seen it firsthand with the 49ers, man. The Debo Samuel, Fred Warner, like George Kittle, their best players are just high-level guys. And it has served them very well two of the last three years. And New England did it the longest where it's just character matters. Now, you can't just have a team full of choir boys. No one's looking to do that. But you got to get the right type guys, players that love football. And it's cliche, like, oh, of course. Not everyone loves football. Football's hard. I mean, if you're listening to this and you just played high school football, like high school practice is hard. I remember when I was in high school, before all these rules, like we had double days. I'm from Sacramento area, 110 degrees for three straight weeks. When I went to Fresno State, it was also before the rules, like double days aren't allowed anymore. Fresno State's like 115 degrees. Pat Hill, double days, three straight weeks. Felt like you were walking out in front of a, uh, the irony of me using a, a hair dryer. I, have a, I never used a hair dryer, but I don't have hair anymore. If you just put the hair dryer, I only get them now when I go, uh, you know, to a hotel or, you know, if, you know, lady spends the night or whatever, but you press the hair dryer and you put it against your face. And it's all warm. That's what it feels like at Fresno, you know, or Sacramento when it's 112 degrees practicing double days, double days aren't even allowed. So you got, you really got to find out who likes football, the competitive character, it's a fun part of the draft. Like I, To me, the thing that I really enjoyed once I got to be a West Coast scout is really digging into the players. It's like, whatever you do now, if you're good at your job, you, you know like the back of your hand, right? If you know, you're in a certain industry, you just know all the ins and outs of everything, you know, on a job site, of a product, whatever you're doing. Like when you're a scout, you just, especially when you have a region, uh, I, I, you know, I have a bunch of buddies that are now college directors. You got to know the details on every single player, every single player who can potentially play, right? Even some of the guys you don't like, if you know, they're going to get drafted, you better know that guy because your general manager and your coach are going to want to know about him. And, and mainly your owner. Why did, uh, why did the Steelers take this guy in the second round? We had a fifth round grade on him. It's one thing if like the Jags take him, whatever, but like have, uh, have have the Steelers take that guy in the second round. You had a six-round grade on us. See if you get some weird looks, because you will. Well, you know, Coach, uh, it, it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. You, can, you can't like every player, but I, I really enjoy And I still do. Getting to know the person. Getting to know the players. Um, like, really, their, their story, their backstory, um, what makes them tick. I, I love that shit. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great weekend. Talk soon. Adios! The Volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. 
And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.